Hello, everybody, one and all, and welcome to the Fan Fight Podcast. I am Danielle, and I am joined, as always, by Fanbyte's wrestling section head, LB Hunk Tears. What's up, Danielle? Hello. How are you, how you doing today? How, how, how's it, how are you going? That's what British people say. They say, how, how are, are you going? going? It's hot. It is hot here in Southern California. It's going to be like yeah. 96 tomorrow. It's going to oh be in the God. 90s today. I don't like That's it. Hot. I live in That's the hot. Valley, which is the hottest part of LA. And I don't like it. Oh, I don't want it to be hot, hot anymore. That's really hot. I can't even imagine. It's like 45 here right now. See, that sounds which too is cold. Actually, it's actually a little cold for this time of year, but it's not like unnaturally cold for us this time of year. That's April cool. is like it might be snowing or it might be 82. And, it, you know, <laughs> you might get anything in, in between. I was in New York in April last year for WrestleMania. and. Sure. That was when I realized I will never give anybody shit for being a mean person from New York now because being in New York's really hard. Like it would be yeah. 75 <laughs> degrees and if it was this if there was like a cloud over the sun I would be too cold. If the sun was directly mm-hmm. on me I'd be too hot. How does mm-hmm. that work? It's miserable actually. There are about 3 days out of the year that are nice. And, and everything this one, else when it was nice. Nice is hard. Even when it's nice. Even when it's nice, it's hard out here. It's true. I we were talking in like fanbyte Slack the other day uh, about San Francisco, and I used to live there for a few years. And like, I just miss. I miss a lot of very weird things about living there. I primarily miss the hills because I love running on hills because I'm a, a weird, weird You're freak, a freak person. Once I drove but up to San Francisco, so and my yeah. I was so sweaty. I was standing on a hill in the Mission District, and I slid yep. out of my shoes because the hill was so <laughs> steep, and I, my feet were sweaty. Oh, no. I just slid right out. That's not good. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. That tracks though, because it's it. We got we got some big hills there, and I miss them so much. But like, also, San Francisco has turned into a really scary and weird place. I feel yeah. like. Well, next uh, time you so- come to LA, I will. Get we'll make sure to like get me on the case for finding yeah. you a place to stay because we actually have some steeper hills here than any than any hill in San Francisco. Oh, that are residential gosh. streets. I love that. Yeah, that sounds great to me. I don't like going down them. I only like going up them. You're a freak. I'm weird. It hurts my knee to go down them, <laughs> but it feels Honestly, great to go up them. <laughs> running up that hill. Daniel, the D- Danielle Rando story. That hill. Yeah, that's me. That's what I do. And I guess we should talk about what we do here on this podcast. Sorry, I have <laughs> notes in front of me. We discuss all things punchy, kicky, and wrestling, which means pro wrestling and MMA. And normally every week we do sort of exchange between fans of these two great art forms. Uh, sort of myself being the sort of MMA fan and LB being the pro wrestling expert. But this week we have something extra, extra special. LB, you brought two excellent mid-90s pancreas fights uh, to the table today. Two relatively short but incredibly intense and action-packed fights. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about Pancrase, because Pancrase still does exist, but I think it's just it's different, pretty yeah. straight MMA now. And yeah. I don't, um, yeah, I don't know the history. So if you want to give me a little bit of backstory on what Pancrase was in the mid-90s. So let's take it back to yeah. 
the two guys who were basically like headed the company. Um, Masakatsu Funaki and Minoru Suzuki, who we watched okay. fight each other. Well, yes. a giant crow just almost flew into my window. and Oh, my God. That's a sign. Very intimidating. That's a sign that Pancras is like still alive with the spirit of that crow, I feel like. Fuck, that is, thing is huge. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, do you ever just get intimidated by a bird? <laughs> I mean, birds are very intimidating. They have no respect for personal space. They poop on you. Like, it's a lot. You know? <sighs> okay. Sorry about that. Oh, so, you're fine. Uh, Funaki and Suzuki were these two are are these two guys who trained under this guy Antonio Inoki, who um, ran a company that still exists called New Japan Pro Wrestling, which you watched in the first ever fanfight episode. Yes. Inoki was yes. really, really into like shoot fighting. Uh, like mixing pro wrestling with real fighting. He had a bizarre uh, fight against Muhammad Ali that in the seventies that people like my dad talks about it. He's like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Um, So they're like interested in pro wrestling being like real pro wrestling. So shoot pro wrestling. What would that be? So an unscripted, uh, an actual, uh, physical contest yes but with like promos and walkouts and things like that and just like the showmanship um okay Okay. they uh like suzuki's it was a student of uh this guy carl gotch uh who did uh, he wasn't british but he's like associated with like a very like britishy uh european like Real wrestling, pro wrestling, grapply style. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And again, yes. I'm not an expert on any of this stuff. That's uh, okay. But I'm doing my best here. You know so, more than me. Yeah. So I love it. So they found this company in the early 90s, and it's not all real. So there are some, okay. pre- there are a few predetermined outcomes. And actually, one of the things I sent you was a predetermined outcome. Okay. Um, and I'm curious to n- know if you could like tell what was what from watching it I'm as an actual grappler. Completely guessing. Don't actually know this. Was the Ken Shamrock thing? Yeah. yeah okay. That's the one. Okay. Because uh, he was guess. about to, he was about to go to UFC. Okay. Uh, okay. So he needed to drop the title before going gotcha, to UFC. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And again, like finding out what's what is pretty hard because the people who are like, the people who are 90s Japanese wrestling fans are there's a lot of them and they're very intense but it has to it's like very much part of this like forum message board news group based style of internet use yeah yeah and pancreas even more so because it's like not exactly pro wrestling Um, and it's not MMA either it's this like I mean they're, they're like they're catchphrase was we are hybrid wrestlers uh so it's this is like hybrid the whole point is it's this hybrid wrestling style thing okay and yeah now it is a mixed martial arts promotion purely but gotcha. yeah mixed martial arts didn't totally like I, like when does ufc one happen that's like 90 it's 93 93 so it, same time yeah okay 
but like figuring out the rules as we discussed in episode seven yeah episode seven the rules uh it took some time to figure out the rules of mma yes even for ufc so ufc one happens in november on november 12th 1993 yes pancrase one happens when also 93 okay september 21st 1993 a couple months apart yeah wow so really really close um interesting that this like of this zeitgeist of 1993 fighting promotions um so yeah the rules have not been figured out yet so the original rules of pancreas were as follows it was you could there was a you could win by points or you could win by submission. Okay. Uh you Daniel, you saw because you watched these, they're in they're uh in a wrestling ring with ropes. Yes. Yes. And we didn't watch any we, both matches we watched ended in submissions. Yes. Um but there are matches with points where if you grab the rope, like if you can break a submission hold by grabbing the rope, like you do in pro wrestling. Oh, wild. But if you grab the rope, you forfeit a point. Okay. Okay. And then a wrestler who gets like after a certain number of rope breaks, you lose. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm also, thank you to the Pancreas Wikipedia page <laughs> for being you. very clear and easy to understand. Uh, and no offense to all those message board threads I also read that were way less clear. <laughs> Nothing but respect to you, message board people. Thank you, message board people. Thank you. Thank you. And I want, is Funaki still wrestling? I don't think so. Is he? Yes. But not a ton. Okay. But he's also acting. Good. Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, we should probably introduce the two that we watched. Okay. Let's do that. Uh, well, we have uh, Ken Shamrock versus Minoru Suzuki uh, mm-hmm. in Pancrase. I think that was a 1995 yes. match. Okay. And then we also had Pancrase uh, Masakatsu Funaki versus Minoru Suzuki. So both Minoru Suzuki's. And this one was a uh, 1994 match. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Funaki versus Suzuki match ended in a rear naked choke, it looked like to mm-hmm. me. Uh, and then Shamrock versus Suzuki looked like uh, a knee bar or yes. a straight ankle lock. It's a little hard to tell from the ankle, from the, <laughs> not the ankle, the angle, uh, but definitely a leg, a leg lock submission, which is definitely usually how a much smaller opponent might defeat a larger, stronger opponent, for yeah. sure. That is like a very... It's one of the great equalizers of grappling is like, if you can get a fucking leg lock on, it doesn't matter if they're a lot bigger than you or if you're not in the most advantageous position. Otherwise, you can you can end that shit. You can give them a very bad day. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. It lo- I, so I was watching it and both of them looked very much like this is a new thing, a relatively new thing. Combat jujitsu. Which is, it's a grappling competition, but with slapping. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that I sounds know. like the ideal sport to me. I mean, it's 
Whew. It is, um, hmm. So Eddie Bravo, let me, I'll give you a tiny bit of backstory. Okay. Eddie Bravo uh, is a is an MMA guy you might know. He is famous for the 10th planet system of gyms. Uh, he he kind of revolutionized a lot of things about sort of uh, grappling for sports. Uh, he created the EBI, uh, Eddie Bravo Invitational, which is like a really fun, awesome rule set for grappling. And it, it's grappling specifically. There's not punching and kicking, basically. Got so it. it's, it's, it's wrestling and judo moves on the floor. Sorry, on the feet. And then all, you know, sort of jujitsu on the floor. Uh, submission only tournament, but with a really cool rule set where if you go into overtime without a submission... You basically flip a coin and there are three different positions you start in. It's like somebody takes somebody else's back. And if you can get out faster than submission, there's like a whole bunch of rules. But it's like a really cool thing where it's like, all right, you go into your regular time. And then after that, there's like a a series of sort of sudden death matches uh, in like advantageous or disadvantageous positions. I've done tournaments like this that had rules like this and they're fucking awesome. Sub only jujitsu is exciting. It's fun. I think it's more fun to watch. Anyway. Okay. So Eddie Bravo does this. He he makes these really cool tournaments. They're on Fight Pass. So they're the kind of thing where, you know, MMA fans might watch grappling for the first time. It may have been on an Eddie Bravo Invitational because it's like, oh, this is so exciting. This is so cool. There's a few kind of promotions now that are doing this type of thing but it was kind of one of the first that really caught on a bit and got exciting and a lot of mma fighters will go into these uh tournaments because it's like hey this is like a another cool way to show off some of my skills right for sure yeah well lately there haven't been a lot of traditional ebis there have been combat jujitsu ebis which is again jujitsu with slapping and uh, you can only slap, however, I believe, if you're in the top position. So you can only slap somebody who's, like, below you. And huh. it has to be open hand palm strikes. Right. You can't be, like, slapping at the back of your hand or, or whatever else. Um, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't love it. Okay. <laughs> I... I love jujitsu. I love grappling. I love the exciting rule sets. The slapping thing is so distracting to me, uh, especially because okay. it really kind of kills some of the bottom game aspects. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm, uh, I love playing from guard. Uh, I have a lot of fun there, but I, I know it's not as viable in a lot of more quote unquote realistic circumstances, right? Like, so if somebody is on top of you in a street fight, they do have an advantage because they can punch you in the face, right? Like, that's just a thing that's that exists, right? Mm-hmm. So for MMA grappling, uh, you know, top position is much more dominant than bottom position. But in like pure grappling, they're actually fairly equal, right? Um, because you can completely control somebody with your legs as as they do there's a lot of guard work actually done in uh these matches which is really cool to see and again i i love it so much because it's like especially sometimes if you're the smaller person you might it might be really advantageous for you to play bottom because then you can use your legs which are much stronger than somebody else's arms most likely unless there's like such a weight disparity that it's like completely unfair and suzuki has some like great he he does great leg work um yes yes it's really exciting. It's it's really, really fun and cool. And like you learn even as like for me, like a much smaller grappler, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty small woman. Like I can put a giant dude who has more than 100 pounds on me in my guard and fairly decently control them. Like it's it's fucking awesome. Like how much power you have with your legs. So, yeah, I always love seeing that. 
But combat jujitsu just kind of did that thing where it's like, okay, the cool thing about jujitsu or one of the cool things about jujitsu is that you can play both positions and this makes it super not viable right. to play bottom. And that it's like, makes sense. Yeah. Bro, I mean, I think if you're going to be able awesome. to slap people, you should be able to slap people from any position, right? Right. Like you that know seems, un- like, that seems like silly. It's just, you should be able to slap somebody from the bottom. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I'm misunderstanding something. I've watched a couple of them and just kind of turned them off. So I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, because it's like, okay, if you're going to have MMA, have MMA, have punching and kicking. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to make something more realistic, quote unquote, again, this is all within the rules of a sport. Obviously, I'm not saying this is a street fight situation. It's not. Those are very, very different. So within the context of like a sport with regulations and rules, if you're going to have this slightly more realistic, quote unquote, rule set, just make it realistic make it punching and kicking but ah anyway so did you enjoy these or not i loved these i really love these because there's some great grappling exchanges and like some really nice takedowns some really nice work from the guard and also like i don't love leg locks this is this is a problem for me because i'm not good at them yet but i love the idea of them so much um, also, my partner submits me with them pretty much. That's like what they get me with these days. Like, it's a lot of leg locks, some chokes here and there, but a lot of leg locks. So I have like a natural like grr for them. <laughs> However, I think as I evolve as a grappler, as I get better as a grappler, they're going to absolutely be a huge part of my game. Because yeah. I'm always going to be small for my weight class. That seems, so, like, like, a, that seems yeah. like a good tool for if you're... If you're, if, you're being the, if you're being the small one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're being the Minoru Suzuki to the Ken Shamrock. Exactly. So I, I have like a thing in my heart where I'm going in that direction. And so I loved seeing that because it's, God, it is just so demoralizing when you see like the big, big guy just squash oh, somebody. And yeah. you're just like, well, good for you, asshole. Good for you. You're squashing them with your muscle. You're not doing shit. Yeah. But then it's not that you're not doing shit. Sorry. That's like phrasing it very poorly. But like. Yeah, okay, good for you. You muscled into something versus, oh, shit, you saw a great opening and you made that muscle man pay. (laughs) Yeah. That's fucking cool as hell. So I loved that finish. One thing I didn't like was it felt like they were holding the submissions longer after the person tapped than I like to see. Like, I... Also because it just hurts me. Like when I see a submission and I see somebody tap, I'm like, I want want to see them let go that second. Yeah. Just be like, okay, that's I won. the theatrics. I'm good. That's the theatrics yeah. when you're trained as a pro okay. wrestler. Oh, um, okay. So that is so, that is a thing where maybe yeah. they actually loosened up, but they kept it looking like. I mean, especially in the Shamrock in the Shamrock match, yeah. like that, which was a work, which was. I mean, I don't know if it's a work or if it's so a work is like. Uh, so there's a work. There's something that's like fixed. There's sure, sure. like, and those are slightly different. Okay. Because in a work, you're like the whole thing is more or less planned out. Okay. And like there's a structure that you kind of plan out. Like a work, that's like a true pro wrestling match. At least as far as I understand it from reading so many message board threads of just (laughs) random dudes acting very confident about their expertise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So if, you know, uh, all Japan lover 69420 back in 2007 said this. I'm repeating it as if it's fact. Um, Good. But yeah. And that whereas like a fixed fight would be like you just know the outcome and everything else before that, 
you can you can do it for real as long as the outcome the right outcome happens okay um okay. Uh, there's a third things like throne fights which i guess also happen every once in a while in pink race where like okay. uh one person would think it was real and oh, the other person would throw it oh my god because they would know like what the outcome was supposed to be uh so and or you know and again like this isn't with pro wrestling now yeah everybody knows it's not real everybody knows it's predetermined it's you know the the post kayfabe era is what you know the, the smart mark era whatever this that doesn't so much exist for this stuff because it's it didn't continue in the same way, this company. Um, right, right. And this isn't the direction MMA went in. Yes. Overall as a sport. So this just kind of exists as this like little pocket of mystery in history. <laughs> in another country where people speak a different language, where maybe it's better known what was real and what wasn't and how it went and how it worked. But there are, you know, like reading through what people what people how people talk about these fights it does sound like there were some where like it would be you know one of the people running the company like a funaki and yeah. who would lose on purpose to somebody who thought it was real oh wow um <laughs> that's truly wild and really fascinating yeah I, I do really love the idea of this as not just a hybrid but also like a hybrid of times yeah like, like a, a, a coming together of different roots of mma and pro wrestling like it as they branched out into different paths in the in the you know in the multiverse like there's this multiverse where this is still going on kind of thing like i it's really so sort fascinating of to me uh, yeah. And I guess there are still like uh, Josh Barnett, um, who's a he's a, he's an MMA guy, but also a yeah. like a catch wrestling, shoot wrestling guy. He does a, an annual um, rest, pro wrestling show called Blood. Actually, yeah, he called Blood Sport. Uh, yes. That's I guess a worked shoot. Okay, so it's okay. kind of like it is this kind of style of hybrid and he was also a pancreas guy um way back when so it's this yeah it's this like i guess the the outcome is predetermined but what actually happens in there isn't that's so interesting and again like please if i'm wrong about what a worked shoot is or what a fixed match is please correct me because this is not my area but it's so fascinating to me um and when i was reading up on this like there were other stories like there's this 30 minute long, amazing fight um, that's Rutten and Funaki. It's wow. like 30 something. It's like 30 minutes. And wow. what happened was, uh, <laughs> I believe that's the, that's the one that Funaki loses because he extended. He could have won it very early on, but he wanted to make it a better show as somebody with pro, who's a pro wrestler. Wow, that's the like that's the the priority is the showmanship, the entertainment. So he ended up losing because he prolonged wow. it. <laughs> that's like, wild. Yeah, stuff like that is so so interesting to me. And if and again, if that's a le- like just a myth or a legend, it's a great myth. That's yeah. like a great story to have about what you know what's going on and. 
like sometimes they like you'd have these guys who would be like really really familiar with each other who would do th- who would do, do fights that were more like spars Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's real, but we're not trying to get the win as fast as possible. You want to like have your opponent have a chance to kind of show their skills yeah. and give you a chance to try something new and make it entertaining. Yeah, make it more, you know, also like these theatrical spars. That's so, which cool. is such a cool concept to me, and yeah. I thought would be like really would be interesting to you too, as yeah. a one of the you know of the people I know, probably the biggest fan of sparring in your life. Oh, it's it is <laughs> it is like my bread and butter. It is like what makes me Especially feel right okay. now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just lucky that I can still spar with my partner. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that sounds God, that sounds so incredible. This is like touching a, a really, really exciting and fun nerve where like I even notice, um, because Vicky and I have been streaming some of our sparring, mm-hmm. where like I might you know, not really like intentionally, but like I might go for some more flashy moves if I know I'm on camera, right? Yeah, like, of course. I might do something that's a little more like, oh, I could get out of this position right now, but what if I try something else here? Or what if I go for something really stupid, but who cares? Cause it's fun to watch. Like yeah. there are times where I'm like, I'm diving for it. Like I don't care. <laughs> you know, like this isn't for you know, this isn't going on any kind of fight record which mine is abysmal anyway so it's fun <laughs> like it's like whatever I just kind of going for it I I respect that on so many levels of like no I'm not gonna finish this fight right away I'm gonna make this one interesting like I'm yeah. gonna have fun with this you know there's something so appealing about that because people are there to watch right like yeah people are there to see you be awesome and do awesome things and fight another human being and like go for it you know that's that's super fun that sounds super super cool and i feel like i don't i i don't the funaki suzuki match felt pretty legit to me um but there is an air of and again no expertise here i have no fucking idea what i'm talking about it just seems that way (laughs) um like yeah but like there is a sense of familiarity with both of them where it's Mm -hmm. obvious Mm -hmm. they have sparred a lot and they have practiced together a lot because they've founded a company together and trained you know under the same guy um which i've always which i find really interesting to watch and also like feel i feel like that's not something i have seen at all in mma and i don't not something i see a ton in pro wrestling either Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. the pro wrestling matches i watch are these kind of you know planned out dramas and but just that like i don't know but yeah like the sense of familiarity and like yeah we do this all the time and now we're doing this in a more real way. Yeah. It actually happened twice. In uh, the last competition that we did as a team, twice we had matches where people were matched up against training partners from our yeah. own gym. Uh, Jaime and Berto, uh, Jaime, who was on the show, and his brother, Berto, they got matched together. And they, I think I told you about this, but like they did, they, they sparred for a little while and then like, did like pro wrestling moves to end the match like it was actually very it was so adorable i'll show you a video someday like it was like very obvious like that they were they were doing like you know funny moves to be like amusing because like they they didn't care who won like it was like whatever we're brothers and we're from the same gym like and then uh two women on the team uh actually got matched together for the I think it was a medal match. I think it was gold and silver. Uh Damn. so it was like the gold medal match in the uh I think the like white belt 120 and under 
division. So, like, that was like a, oh, God, who do we root for? Like, because right. all of us are there in our little gear from the gym. And we're always going wild and, you know, supporting each other. And there's always, like, a, you know, somebody's coaching. Somebody's in, like, the coaching chair when we compete. And it was like, oh, God, who who coaches who? Like, what? shit. <laughs> like, this is a very funny moment. But, like, yeah, you know that person so well. You know their moves. You know their game. You know what they're going to do. And it's, like, there's a wonderful playfulness to that. And, like, there is, first of all, like, a terror to that, right? Like, yeah. I, could be matched, I could be matched with Vicky. Like, if we go in the same weight class, which we might someday, like, uh, <laughs> like we can get matched together because we're the same level and about the same size and, like, fuck there's part of that that's actually really scary especially because that's my romantic partner right like i don't want to make that person feel bad ever in my life like ever you know we we spar a lot and yes we get each other in in possibly like painful positions sometimes but we're always like being careful for each other's health of course course. you always do that as a good sports person anyway with like you know you don't want to do like a dangerous submission on somebody if that's not your level like ever just because you don't want to be an asshole but like there's also an incredible familiarity and an incredible sense of like, I really know this person's game. They really know my game. Therefore, we can get the best out of each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we can really get something amazing out of each other if we know where to push and where to pull. And there's like, man, there's just something so appealing about that to me. And and seeing that in this match was the coolest thing. There was this familiarity. There was this like extra intensity to that that is just oh chef's kiss like you just want to see that performance you know oh so good and i found this just i found this up generally like i watched a bunch of pancreas like trying to pick what we're going to watch and i just found all all of it a lot more like just instantly watchable and accessible than i've generally found the uh, mma stuff we've watched Sure, sure and i think a lot of it has to do with like the theatrics and just yeah, these like totally. little like facial expressions and just also I mean like I was watching a lot of Funaki and a lot of Suzuki and they are both mm-hmm. just so talented. Oh my god, um, yes. And I mean I'm uh, I'm much more familiar with Suzuki's pro wrestling than I am with Funaki's pro wrestling, but um both just incredible incredibly talented wrestlers like in the pro wrestling yeah. side. And yeah. grapplers and the legitimate wrestling side. Yeah. So, yeah, just like a real pleasure to watch. And, yeah, the just a little bit, le- little level of theater added to yeah. it really helped me yeah. out. The other thing I realized, uh, yeah. as I tweeted about last night after dinner, walking <laughs> back to my laptop, like, what was I doing? Like, I, and I walked back <laughs> and I'm like, ah, it was something, I was looking at something really sexual. So I must have finished all my work. Uh, and then I will sit back yeah. down and I, it's the it's the Funaki Suzuki bite that I, I mean, paused and ran to the other room because the rice cooker went off. I was like, oh no, I was working and it's this. And I'm like, oh, okay. I understand why MMA as a whole didn't go with this aesthetic <laughs> yeah. for presentation. I know. Because just breathing and grappling with no commentary and oh just God, like so no cage, just these ropes and so little intense. shorts. I'm like, this is, this is a lot. It's so much. Yeah, it was really, really, really intense. It's like, it reminded me of what it feels like to compete. Really? <laughs> like, you are 
vaguely aware of the rest of the world. You do get this wild tunnel vision. And it's really scary at first. Like your first match, my first match, I almost barfed just from the intensity. Like, just from the adrenaline dump. That is a real ass thing. Um, like I ran off the mat and ran to the bathroom and I was fine. Like I was completely fine. I just needed to breathe. But like, it's so intense because you are just there and it's that other person. And even if you've been sparring for years and years, it's not the same as when people are watching you and screaming for you. And there's another person there who's also really nervous and really hyped up and amped up. And it's like, you're sort of aware of the rest of the world, but it's almost as if like the lights go out on the rest of the world. And there's this other person with you and, you feel them breathing. You can hear them breathing, but you can feel them breathing because you're grappling with them. You're touching right. them, right? It is one of the most intense sensations I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, and like, I don't know. And you run I up haven't hills. jumped out of any planes or like anything like that. So I, I don't know what I have to compare it to, I guess. But like that amount of adrenaline like supersedes like most 911 calls I've been on, it, it, it's more Damn. intense than most, like, uh, like real life fighting situations I've been in. Like, yeah. I don't know why, because I probably should have been more scared about those, but like, it's, I don't know. I think because those happen so fast, and then there's like a buildup to when you're well, actually it's like competing. A different, it's yeah. like a different kind of adrenaline, right? Because that's like yes. actual survival adrenaline. Yes. Whereas I would imagine so fast. competition. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, our bodies are more pro- like our, we have that in our like, you know, DNA memory or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. fighting. Yeah. We know how to do that. We are animals. That is a thing that all of us do. Yeah. Back into and this is more millions. like, okay, okay, you're going on in five minutes, you're going on in two minutes, you're going on. And yeah, you're which is like such an unnatural. Out. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's either the yeah. combination of like a little bit of fight adrenaline, like you do need, you have some fight adrenaline, but also oh, yeah, like performance yeah. adrenaline, competition yeah. adrenaline, sports adrenaline. All your adrenaline. friends are watching you. All your friends are watching yeah. you. They're screaming for you. You don't want to screw up in front of them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Performance anxiety, you know? Like, yeah, of course. All of that. I did. I did back. youth group theater. I remember that. Yeah. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. I, I did in college. I did theater and, and improv in college. Like I, I was on the improv team. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Little dorky Danielle. Sports okay. and improv and theater. All the nerd jock divide. Something I, I just sort of stretched my tiny body across. I you know? respect <laughs> it. I respect it. <laughs> Oh, uh, good. Yeah, but that really that really brought me back to that, like that that intense, like heavy yeah. breathing, and it was just like, oh my god, I can I can feel what these guys are feeling almost, you know. And yeah, so I'm sitting intense. there watching this, like I get why they would why people would want a Joe Rogan to diffuse this tension. Uh, yeah, yeah. To just like you He's know. He's tired, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get like, like I get says. that now. It's like okay. Yeah. I see why someone would want this because this is very intense to be watching. Like I watched like an hour of these. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> I could do that though. Like I would absolutely watch more Pancrase. Oh like, my God. I can just give you some. We can like, thank you. Also huge shout out to Emily Pratt, um, who <sighs> was somebody who like as a dear friend who went into my DMs like a long time ago and was like, you need to watch classic pancreas. You need to. Um, <laughs> and when I put the call out, like what pink, what, like what should we, what pancreas should me and Danielle watch for this was just like, just go to YouTube and 
like Funaki and Suzuki's like some of their best stuff is just like in playlists on YouTube. So thank oh you, Emily. God. Uh very smart does great new japan coverage for uprocks uh wrote a great dragon gate uh intro guide for fanfight um and a great thing speaking of intensity and two people like being on each other a great thing about uh johnny gargano and tomaso champa and how they just need to fuck for fanfight yeah. recently love oh, you that's Emily. awesome um <clears throat> but yeah like no these are so watchable and a real treat like a real I, I am I get why Pancras doesn't do it like this anymore because this is sure. what MM like MMA exists now and has a form. Yeah. But this is a very watchable format for me. Oh my god. Yes. Uh, and a very watchable aesthetic and a very watchable style. Uh yeah. that I really enjoy. So I I super agree. There is um I, I mentioned it a couple of times, I think there is a grappling promotion now called Quintet out of Japan. Yeah. We should have some of that. It is, it is like the, you know, it's not worked. It's not uh, right. fixed. It is like a, a grappling competition, the sport, but it has a little bit of that pageantry, has yeah. a little bit of that flair. People do come out in like special uniforms. There are little promos for like the teams because it's all team based. It's five Cute. people on okay. five people. And the, the matches are really fun because it's like, okay, uh, person one from this team goes against person one from this team and whoever wins stays in. So you could conceivably have one person face five different people. Uh, and if nobody gets submitted, uh, they both go out. So, like, there's so much strategy. And the cool thing is uh, the whole team weighs in uh, at one weight. So there are smaller people and bigger people. Uh, like so sort cool. Of the combined the weight. Yeah, it's really, really rad. They do have a special rule where the smaller person, if you draw a match with a, with a much bigger person, there's like a pound rule or kilogram rule or whatever. The smaller person gets to decide if they want to go the full time or a half time of the match. Okay. As like just a fairness thing. Like you get yeah. to decide like whatever you want. Uh, and then, yeah, it's, it's really, really fun. So it has that little team aspect. It has that little... Uh, pageantry and flair like they have cute uniforms that they wear like they that, that they make so cool. I we think. should watch some of that yeah i think it would be really fun i obviously like i know grappling doesn't always look great all the time but, but i love uh, to see grappling though okay good okay good 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 we should definitely watch one there there have been a few there's one that's that's been a women's uh competition which is really cool they had several mma fighters uh show up for that which is really really uh, super rad and then a bunch of of dude competitions uh and they've all been super fun to watch so yeah maybe i'll uh maybe i'll get some bits and pieces of that for uh for a, yeah. a future pod that might be a fun yeah. one yeah it's quintet. quintet lb thank you so much for bringing these excellent excellent things to watch oh I my gosh really i'm so them. glad we did them yeah. yeah i'm trying to like i would actually really like you minoru suzuki i have to just say like is one of my yeah. favorite pro wrestlers. He is still wrestling. He's fantastic. Uh, he Amazing. is not this, you know, he is such like a perfect, beautiful, handsome, like Disney prince uh, in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. And he, uh, let me just like send you a yeah. little picture of what he looks like now. Oh, I love a little picture. Uh, here we go. Yeah. This is actually, this is the header image on a 
great Fightland piece uh, called The Brutal Catch Wrestling of Minoru Suzuki that was really helpful putting this episode together. Oh, awesome. This is him now. Oh, my God. I love him. Yeah. He has this, like, crazy shaved patterns into his hair. He's a super heel. Uh, He has a a faction called Suzuki Goon, which is the Suzuki (laughs) Army. Um, He... Zack Saber Jr., who was yeah. in the first match we watched, he is like in that group. So oh they my are, god! Yeah, Suzuki gets mad all the time. He beats. He's just brutal. He beats people up. He loves beating up trainees. He like loves just <laughs> sure. bullying the young lions. Um, sure. He is obsessed with the anime One Piece. <laughs> It, to the extent that for his 50th birthday, he did a... I'm sending you another picture. Oh, I love him. Of, I love him. Uh, he did an outdoor wrestling and music culture event that Good. was free to the public. It was pouring rain the day he had this match uh, that I sent you a picture of against Kazuchika Okada, who at the time... I, believe it was i think he at the yeah he was at the time the uh new japan champion one of the best in the world pouring rain just nothing but drama it was a pirate themed festival because of one piece oh my god um oh my god and he like the rules where it was free admission but if you were but children all got to stand in the front Oh, that's so good. Because, like, that's what wrestling's about. So it's like, he's a super heel. He's a bully. Like, his wrestling persona, his wrestling nickname is the man with the worst personality in the world. (laughs) Uh, But he's like, but then he'll, like, do these events and do an interview about how wrestling's for the people and, like, (laughs) for the tough kids need to see it and, like, how, yeah, everything should be free to everybody. And and then he, like, went and I think picked up all the recycling afterwards. Oh my god, I love him. And he's he even so has like good. a little symbol uh, that's like a combination of him, like his hair and like tongue pose with the One Piece logo. Oh good. He's obsessed he's with good. One Piece. Like I think he has a I believe he has a podcast about it. Oh my god. And he's fifty one years old. God. Like <laughs> Yeah. What a god of the world. Like incredible. Yeah, he is. I've seen him perform live. He has this incredible entrance music called Kaze Ninare, which I believe means like become the wind or something. Uh, And he just comes out with a like a towel over his head, like moves really slowly while this like incredibly dramatic music swells. And (laughs) even though he's the heel, even though he's the bad guy, he's always the bad guy. He's never the good guy anymore. Like. He expects everyone to clap along with the music and then sing <laughs> the title line when it uh, when it hits, which is yeah. an amazing experience to be part of. Um, yeah. To like sing along, and I often will sing it along at home. Uh, even like the WrestleSplania. Also, shout out to they did a great episode on Minoru Suzuki. If you want to learn more about his pro wrestling career, listeners, I think I um, will because I I want to yeah. know more about this man. He's so intriguing. Uh, when Russell Splania on the on the Discord channel, which again, like if you want to be, if you want to talk about wrestling with a great group of people, I cannot recommend that Discord channel enough. Um, nice. I have since left it because I'm trying to get a better balance of what I do on Discord. But uh, yeah. I miss oh, you all fair. so much. 
WrestleSplania Discord live, but, but but for live watching New Japan events late at night, one way to, to tell how much delay everybody has is everybody will type out Kaze Ninare during his song at the same time because that like that when it hits, like yeah, it's great. Uh he's oh, so good. He is incredible. Uh still really talented. His promos are such that like like in uh Onita, who I talked about on Fanfight VCR this week with Colette. Yeah. Is somebody who like cuts a promo and you don't need subtitles to understand the emotion oh, and wow. like yeah. intention of what he's saying. And again, very oh, different from Onita because Suzuki now it's just like menace. <laughs> it's just him <laughs> being really scary. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just I adore him and seeing like being introduced to him as this like scary middle aged man with a crazy haircut and just, like a thirst for blood, and then yeah. seeing him as this this fucking disney prince like perfect perfect man bone yeah. structure the, the the like floofy hair the yeah. yeah just so beautiful it's it's like it never gets old to me <laughs> i just oh, love, I love that. so yeah i just had to get me in my little gushing about minoru suzuki thing and oh, we no, should do please. a suzuki match soon uh i oh God, yeah. he, I am so intrigued. I am so intrigued by him. Has, I'm going to have to listen to that episode. He has a perfect understanding of what pro wrestling is. Nice. Um, which is, to me, more like the most important thing a wrestler can have, even beyond yeah. just in-ring skill, just like knowing yeah. what it is they're doing. And he like knows exactly what he's doing. Which Ugh, So respect masterful. to you, sir. The man with the worst personality in the world. <laughs> truly respect truly inspiring truly a wonderful time i'm so so glad actually he was booked to wrestle orange cassidy (gasps) at an indie show wrestlemania week that got canceled oh sure sure so hopefully that match will get rescheduled because boy do i want to see that happen that sounds amazing and i know what's going on with that like I would You know I, both those guys. <laughs> I know both those guys. Like I'd be excited now to you know when things are safe. Not yeah. any time before that. I would like to make that clear. But when things are safe, I would love to watch like a, a you know, contemporary like a, a piece that's happening it, like live. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I would love to actually see like where my newfound knowledge takes me with that. That would be so rad. I would love that too. I think that that's something yeah. we can look forward to. But again, when things are safe. Yes, because like while wrestling is continuing, that. it's not fun to watch right now. Yeah, it no, really, no. really I, I don't want anybody to get sick at no. all. I don't want that. So yeah. So yeah, thank you, Danielle. <sighs> thank you, LB. Thank you for bringing such good stuff. You always bring the best stuff. It makes you me very bring happy. The, you, I'm like I literally again. I said this on VCR like uh, the other day. You are you give me the best stuff. Like I know Aww. I would not I know I would not be able to get into real fights if it weren't for your Aww. guidance. Cause I've tried looking at a few things that you didn't give me and I'm like, whatever. I don't care about oh, this. <laughs> this isn't this isn't this isn't per like painstakingly curated for me by Danielle Rando. What am I supposed to do with it? Yeah, right. It's like very I mean, it's just it's so catered also to my taste. Like I'm That's just fair, like yeah. I'm such a grappler that I'm like, look at this great grappling. <laughs> um, I think great striking is cool too. I just uh I just don't think it's as cool as great grappling, so I can't help it, you know? I mean I you gave you a Zack Saber Jr. match in episode one, so I I also oh, enjoy fuck, some yeah. good grappling. Oh fuck yes. Yeah. 
I'm so, I'm so glad. See, this is the point of our podcast and we're making it happen and it's a beautiful thing. It I think is, it's a beautiful thing. It is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. We're doing the predator handshake yep. across the, the like not very big gulf at all between the things that we love. And I think that's great. I feel like with this predator handshake though, like it's a little twistier and like somebody's on their stomach and somebody else's like, <laughs> you know, like maybe it's, it's a like predator, the predator wrist handshake. Lock, actually. <laughs> <laughs> a choke where like my arms around my neck reaching behind and like we're shaking hands <laughs> uh, I hate wrist locks so much I'm not gonna lie they sound very painful again I've never they been really in any hurt. kind of submission I guess they I've been really in a hurt. hammer lock well they also hurt because I have a bad wrist oh, and I, I have to tell wrists. every new sparring partner I'm like please don't wrist lock me on this wrist oh. I will tap immediately. And also, I'll be really sad. So just can you not touch this wrist, please? Like, when I train, I wear a wrist sleeve so people know which one it is. Yeah. In competition, they could get it legally, and I, I will just tap. I'll be like, you know what? That's my Achilles. It's fine. Not oh. my, you know what I mean? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the your mythological Achilles, Achilles heel, not your actual yeah. tendon. <laughs> exactly. I got you. Yeah, my Achilles is fine at the moment, you know. We'll see you. after I spar with Vicky again, but yeah. Oh, they always go after those goddamn heel hooks. Not heel hooks, actually. They see the heel hooks, and we're just not advanced enough to do them yet. So we'll be sitting there in these, like, wild heel hook positions, and we both go, that's a heel hook. That's a heel hook. And then, like, later when we're brown belts, we'll be destroying each other with them. But until then, it is straight ankle locks and knee bars for us blue belts. <laughs> that's so cute, though. Oh, I love you. hearing about your sparring times. Oh, thanks. We're having we're having fun with it. I mean, we're gonna get real good at grappling each other. I, I hope I just hope some of it like translates when we're I mean, when maybe it's safe you again. maybe it's gonna have to be like you and Vicky who start like, you know, the spiritual uh like heir to Pancrase. Like <gasps> Oh my god, what if we did? Yeah. What if we made just like gay pancrase? Yeah, something in gay pancrase, like that's it. G- the pan pace gaze. No, I mean you could do. I think I, I think there's a lot of like potential there. I think with the the spread yeah. of different kinds of wrestling and combat, like combat sports, I think yeah. the market for that is going to be pretty big. So honestly, yeah, yeah. I think you know we need more, like more grapple, more gay grappling. Yes. I think so, too. Triangles everywhere. Shout outs to the Gay Grappling Club. <laughs> it's worldwide, actually. It's called Triangles Everywhere. It's very cute because, you know, triangles. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Yep. They are everywhere. I've been finding them everywhere lately. It's fun. Uh, but anyway, I guess enough about my my grapple, my <laughs> grapples. And I guess we'll we'll take us out on that on that high spirited note. Yeah. Uh, of like, hey, be safe out there and have fun. And bring the spirit of Pancrase with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, bring that. Bring that do with you. Do it for real when you have, when it's the right time to do it for real. Yeah. And, but just like, bring, bring your flair. Bring yeah. your flair too. You know what I'm saying? Bring a little flair with you. Why not? Uh, amazing. I didn't read our, our little outro here, but that's okay. the, you know, that's the outro spirit. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, we hope you enjoyed your combat sports entertainment journey with us. Thank you so much for being here. Please do rate and review our podcast and listen to all our good stuff at fanbite.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at fanbite media and at fanfight, F-A-N-F-Y-T-E, Instagram at fanbite, TikTok at fanbite, and of course, 
fanbite.com. And you can also watch all our good, good streams on twitch.tv slash fanbite. And check out all our wrestling coverage at fanbite.com slash wrestling. LB, where else can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Hunk Tears. Uh, everything else is pretty much all the stuff Danielle already said. Please check out Fanfight VCR. Yeah. It's the new, we tier two episodes in. Me and Colette yeah. Arend looking at old tapes of wrestling. If you were into 90s Japanese stuff, we did the FMW uh, six-man exploding pool match this week. Oh, uh, my God. Such an absolute treat. Uh, such a fun time talking to Colette about it. I'm really enjoying making that show. You know, it's if you're so if you're good. a tape trading freak or an aspiring tape trading freak, like please check uh, it out. And yeah, oh, that's so what good. I'm up to. I I've only watched the video thus far of the boat sequence, I'm the so uh, George Washington video. boat sequence. Uh, it is the greatest thing ever, and yeah. I need to watch the match and listen to the whole episode. That was uh, I mean, like I would you did to such a good job first with that. for some content warnings. Okay, okay, content uh, warnings first. Gotcha. Yeah, because there are there is some stabbing. Okay. With a sickle. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> In that match. Ah, I love which it. Which is a challenge so to watch. Oh, gotcha. But as we discussed, right. perfectly safe. So, yeah. So, please check okay. that out. Check out everything on the feeds, as Danielle mentioned. And yeah. all the good writing on Fanfight. Hell yes. Uh, if you want to find me online and you don't already know where I live, it's uh, <laughs> I live on Twitter at Danielle R.I. LB, what kind of sound do you want to make to close this out today? Uh, do you want to do like uh, a tap? Like, why don't we tap out? Yeah, tap. Like, all right. Yeah, like Funaki's got us both in like we're naked choked. Like, no. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Three, two, one.